Welcome to the Pineapple Couch, episode 19, another quarantined edition of the Pineapple Couch, and we have a real treat for you folks today. As always, I am B-Rob, and I am joined by our resident NBA insider, John Robbins. John, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? You know, we've been seeing a lot of each other, so doing pretty well, um, <laughs> locked up in here. Um, so, obviously, not a lot of sports news right now, so what we're going to do today is John and I are going to talk about our top 10 NBA players under the age of 25. So if you're 25, that doesn't count. Under the age of 25. Basically, Giannis would be number one on the list if we did 25, and that's so obvious. So we're going to go... Same with Jokic was 25. Jokic. So those are two like MVP caliber players. Um, there's some on this list that we're talking about, but not to that level yet. So we're going to do the top 10 players in the NBA, 24 and under. Um, and yeah, we're just going to go through that, and then we're going to do a little NBA hypothetical of... Because it's looking... It's looking grim if the NBA is going to return this season. Not Things aren't looking great. So we're going to do some NBA hypotheticals on what we think would have happened had this season not been cut short. All right. Again, this is the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. You know, Give us a five-star rating if you're feeling very nice. Um, and, yeah, let's get into it. Obviously, the number one player for my 24 and under is Luka Doncic. Do you agree? I agree. Um, Luka, I mean, what do we, like? He put he he's the only guy really that we're seeing like challenge some of LeBron's records that he set as a young player. And when you see what LeBron has become, obviously like that's a good sign. And Luca um, is a clear number one choice for me. Yeah. Um, I think we might differ on two. I, I have think we J- might be more similar. I have Jason Tatum at two. Yep. I have Tatum. Wow. We, I smart lo- mind. I love Tatum. Light. So I think a lot of people, if they were. Um, given this exercise, would maybe think of putting Zion at maybe one, just with the amount of hype that has been surrounded by him. Of like, who, what's a player you want to start your franchise with? Zion was just number one overall pick, but I think it's clearly Luca. And then, as much as I love Zion and I'm looking forward to his future, Jason Tatum just looks like he's going to average 30 points a game for the next 10 years, and he's a wing, which is the most valuable position I'd argue in the NBA. He's a playmaker, and he seems to just getting better and better and he's good on both sides of the ball what are your thoughts well just to go back to why Luca at one a lot of these guys that we're talking about are they can all score they're all good but I feel like Luca is gonna reach the point I think he's already at the point where he makes all his teammates better yeah and he's LeBron-esque it was almost kind of in that instantly way. when he came to the Mavericks how he just made them look a lot better now when you look at this year's roster it's a little better with Porzingis coming along they're, they're gonna be very scary how old is Chris Hubs Porzingis I think he's 23 or he was under 25. Oh, okay. Well, then I that solves a question for me. Um, <laughs> I did not know that. Um, I, I thought he was, he's just been in the league for so long, it seems like, but he came in when he was like 18, right? Something like that. I, wait, he was the same year as Joel. As Towns, right? Was that the, the same draft class? Was he went four? Yeah, he was in the same one as Towns. I can I confuse sometimes if he's he was in that Wiggins um, Parker draft, but I don't think so. That was Embiid. Yeah. So, um, you have um, Jason Tatum at two. So, we both have Luka, Tatum. Any thoughts on Tatum of why him over Zion? I'm assuming you have Zion at three. I do as well. Um, Why do you have Tatum over Zion? I'm 100% certain that Tatum, like right now, even at 21, is he 21? He can just go and get you a bucket at the end of a game when everything's on the line and in the playoffs when it's – Good point. When it's – 
slow paced and it's just my guy against your guy. I think Zion will get there, but Zion, I don't feel as confident with Zion in the late game situation as I would with Tatum. Yeah, because Tatum's just a cold-blooded killer, and that's not really Zion's game. Even saw it at Duke when they had R.J. Barrett and Zion. R.J. Barrett was taking the shots, um, which was stupid. And this is—I don't—I'm not taking anything away from Zion. I think he's going to be an all-star. But like you said, I'm 100% sure in what Tatum's going to be, and the reason I'm not 100% sure in what Zion's going to be, unfortunately, kind of comes down to fear of injury. And so I know you could say that. Oh, well, Brian, you could say that about Jason Tatum. You could say that about Luca. True, but. Zion, just the way he runs, how big he is, how explosive his game is. Weirdly, just a lot of, reminds me a lot of Blake Griffin and just those same concerns. Do you see that? Yeah, it's super hard to tell with those things. Yeah. Like, he's super, like, more than risk than any of these other guys. It's because he's so big and, yeah. yeah. Um, Tore through his shoe. (laughs) Yeah, that was was fucking crazy. I forgot about that. Um, What... Do you have at number four? Lead us off. Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, Johnny, four. we are. Okay, folks, we didn't do this in the same room. We did this completely separately, and we did not talk about it. I have Towns at four as well. I mean, so this, when was that thing? It was like three years ago when they did this poll to like GMs of like, who would you want to start a franchise with? Wasn't it like something like 95% chose Towns or 100? Something crazy. Insane. And that was when I think Giannis was an option. Yeah, but I don't think Giannis was Giannis yet. But yeah, yeah he was still. Um, yeah, Towns. Uh, I mean, he's the perfect offensive big man for the modern NBA. When you look at him, like just his skill set, his physical body. I don't. I can't think. Towns of should be number one. He on should this be, list. but like by far. But he's just kind he's of soft. Soft. He's so soft, and it's that's so why frustrating. And another thing, um, to kind of hurt to go against Towns why he's not number one is he like we were talking about how Luca like helps teammates get better and look at the Mavericks have started winning with Luca and the Celtics they don't have Kyrie Irving anymore they're Jason Tatum's their guy they, they have Kemda Walker but they're winning and a lot of these guys like Zion I know he ended like a couple games over 500 his stint with the Pelicans this year but he more than Towns had that vibe of like he's contributing to winning. Towns just has a lot of empty stats. And that's what I think um, a lot of some people on this list are. Like a lot of options are. It's a lot of empty stat guys because they haven't contributed much to winning. Like a guy like Devin Booker, we're going to get to him probably, but kind of similar. Towns, you're right, should be number one because he's is he, he's kind of like a mix between Tim Duncan and Dirk. If he was had the same mindset as Joel Embiid, he could be like the best player in the league. Yeah, he's that good. He yeah. can shoot like forty percent from three if he wants to. He can bang. He's seven foot. He's huge. He is not small. It's, it's yeah. a frustrating career to watch. It for Carl is. Towns. And he's stuck in Minnesota, which I know the Knicks are very publicly a bad franchise, and James Dolan and all that shit. I mean, the Timberwolves have a case to be like the worst run franchise in the league. Like they haven't made the playoffs. They made it that one year as the eight seed, but before that, it hadn't been till like since like oh four with Kevin Garnett. So um, Towns, I think we've done our piece on him. Let's go to number five. Um, I have Ben Simmons. All right, we differ here. I have John Morant. John Morant over Ben Simmons. Make the case for me. Why do you have that? It, ben Simmons has more potential. Do we both agree? Yeah. Ben Simmons. That's why I have him there. He could. 
we could look up at this list in 10 years and go, what the fuck? We had John Morant over Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons should be one or two. Mm-hmm. But with his lack of jump shot in the playoffs and in the late fourth quarter, it's just so it's, 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 it's terrifying. Bad. It's so bad. They just don't guard him. And he's sitting in the dunker spot. Just yeah, And it's a terrible awkward. fit with Joel Embiid, too, which if you think about it, like if a guy like Ben Simmons had a player, I mean, Damian Lillard's a an all-star and all-NBA talent, but like a guy like that, someone who could take the, like Kemba Walker even, mm-hmm. I think we'd, I'd feel a lot better because I don't think he's going to be that guy who shoots down the stretch or may, maybe he attacks the rim as he gets older and gets more confident, but he's a guy like Towns where like he should be kind of number one or two. Yeah. Because Ben Simmons is like a, not, he's not LeBron, but he's like that same build, the way he can run the floor and run the offense as the point forward. It's Magic Johnson-esque, and the jump shot is really holding his, him back as well as his team fit. But, I mean, he's still, what, number five on this list? Which yeah. I, I have him at five. You have Morant. What about Morant makes you have him? Um, Like, so we know why you limited Simmons. Why do you like Morant so much? I like him, too. I'm not saying that that's dumb, but just – Hype us up on Durant. You're a resident NBA <laughs> insider. Eventually, if I could just keep saying that, everyone <laughs> just thinks it's true. Yeah, so, all right, take it away. John okay. Morant. Um, do you get the vibe that just John Morant is – because I could just go over how he's incredible off the dribble. He's going to get a jump shot, in my opinion. He's already a lot better than I thought he was coming he's a in. Dog. He's explosive. I just, he's got John the Morant killer, like mentality. killer mentality, like he, the really. The Grizzlies are in the playoffs right now. Yeah. And they really only have him and Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. And then they just have like some solid role players. Yeah, Valanciunas and yeah, and those he's surprisingly kind of guys. done like he's, actually, he's always productive. That dude. Someone had him in my fantasy league, and I looked, and it's just like, wow, Jonas Valanciunas is averaging thirty-five. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, <he's> consistent. <laughs> um, so I understand your reasoning with Morant over Simmons. Um, I w- I'm going to keep Simmons there. I'm gonna, I might change some if you convince me, but I just. I guess the untapped potential in Simmons, I'm still going to hold on to for maybe another year. That's not a shot at Morant. I have him next on my list. He's so good. Um, and the fact, like, he's the first real, like, true point guard we've brought up on this list. All those other guys are, like, the the typical ones you'd expect, like the bigger dudes in the wings. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so Morant after Simmons. I have next at the seven spot. This I had two guys where I was really back and forth for this uh, seven spot. I ended up going with Donovan Mitchell because he has played in the playoffs. Um, who do you have? I'm, I, I'm teasing who I, the guy I was going back and forth on. I had Bam Adebayo. Bam. Ooh, that's really good. I was thinking of De'Aaron Fox or uh, oh yeah, um, Donovan Mitchell. I'm going to make the case for Donovan Mitchell, and you're going to do Bam. Well, crazy. I really dislike Donovan Mitchell. Sorry, Steve. Um, but I'm going to make the case. The dude, um, he's a great scorer. I do not think that... With Donovan Mitchell as your number one scoring option, you're going to be able to like win an NBA title. Yeah, but I do think if he's your t- second option, you you have a good shot. He's a good player. He um, despite what annoys me about him of his social media and him just trying too hard and being everywhere, the dude works his ass off. Seems to have great relationships with all his teammates. Is a coachable guy, um, and he has already gotten in playoff experience in. We've seen him go toe-to-toe with Harden and hit some big shots in big games. Beat so, Westbrook. Yeah. Um, so that is my reason reasoning for um, 
I'm blanking on who I was just talking about. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell over Bam. Um, give me the case for Bam because I think you're going to make a great case. Okay, so Bam Adebayo, like in the today's NBA, we're, I know we've talked about this so many times. The best thing for a center is switchability and just versatility. Mm-hmm. And Bam, he can run. He's really showed strides in being able to run the floor and handle the ball more than I ever thought he would coming out into the draft. And he's working on a three pointer a little bit. He doesn't shoot him that much, but in a couple of years, I wouldn't be surprised if Bam Adebayo is a serviceable three pointer. Yeah. Um, to go off your point, one of the best. I guess maybe the best. Um, I don't remember watching Kawhi versus Giannis this year, but maybe the best player I saw this year try to guard Giannis was Bam Adebayo. And by try, I mean, he was successful. Giannis still gets his, but Bam Adebayo is the total type of player that can guard Giannis, in, which I thought was going to come really in handy in a playoff series potentially between the Heat and the Didn't Bucks. Didn't the Heat uh, beat the Bucks? Yes. That was a good game. It was a I good game. I missed the NBA so much. Oh, uh, God damn, I missed I watched, um, so two days ago, I watched every single game of the first Spur- no, three days ago, I watched every single game of the Spurs Heat first one, so when the Heat win. Okay. And then two days ago, I watched every single game of the second one where the Spurs win. And then yesterday, I watched every single one of the Mavericks Heat. I'm just desperate for basketball. It's it's You sad. watched 2011, all of it yesterday? Yeah. It wow, that's exciting. One thing, um, a little, we can jump off for a second here before we get back to the list, is one thing I didn't remember. So the thing when you think about the 2011 finals where the Mavs beat the Heat, there's like two things that like I think about. It's like the dominance of Dirk and LeBron maybe not showing up as much as he needed to. The dominance of Dirk, I'm not trying to understate it. He was great in that series, but the hero of game six, the deciding game... It was the Jet. Jason Terry was incredible to the point where the Heat had to put LeBron on him. And so Dirk obviously had a great playoff run and a great series, but he was didn't shoot that well in game six, and the Jet was fantastic. The Jet. <laughs> they had it, so many good role players on that team. Tyson Chandler. They called Jason so Terry the Jet, yeah, right? Yeah. So him and Kenny Smith kind of like in a battle for the Jet. Who's the best Jet? I think it's Jason Terry. I, mm, that's a little just dis- because Kenny the Jet Smith has got two chips. How many does Terry have? One. Just one? Yeah. Wasn't he on the Celtics? No, that was no. after. Yeah, that was after. I'm wrong. Okay. Um, I have next on my list, Um, I'm going to put Bam Adebayo at eight. I like that reasoning. Um, I might do a controversial pick here, I guess, at the end, because I have three spots and two guys. I have two spots and three guys. So who do you have at eight? Who do you have after Bam? Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Um. Why do you have Devin Booker over Donovan Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox? Why do you have him over them? He, uh, I, I wish Devin Booker was better. It was not better. It was just winning more. Because he's so, kind of like That's obviously towns. the only argument. That's such a good argument. I mean, the Suns suck, and they've always sucked. But watching Devin Booker play is so exciting and fun and yeah you saw so them skilled. beat the rockets right kick the shit out of the rockets like in bat. person at, at the talking stick arena right yeah in phoenix nice um kelly uber had like 40 booker in terms of like a score he he is a great scorer and um i get you placing him there so my eighth i had a bam out of bio my ninth i have De'Aaron fox i, I have kind of a i like an interesting one at night i though. have i like De'Aaron fox a lot more than devin booker i I, I think long-term, which this is dumb of me to say because it kind of defeats... I think I'd rather have Fox over Mitchell, but I just can't say that yet because Fox hasn't done it in the playoffs. 
which is not certainly not his fault. The Kings haven't really helped him there. But I think Fox, like we talked about Morant, is a 100%. winner. He's cold-blooded. He's, we've seen his jump shot improve. He works his ass off. I love De'Aaron Fox. I have him at nine. Okay, so I don't have De'Aaron so we Fox have, or Donovan Mitchell. I have another guard at nine. It's Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Wow, you like him over both those guys. I do. Is it the defensive? It's everything. It's th- his ability to that you can run two or three guard lineups with him, and he can still handle the ball or play off the ball. And he he's a lot better shooter than he was last year. He can shoot. He's really like herky jerky when he goes to the good rim. pairing with Chris Paul. It is. Yeah, it's um, really good. I like that pick. I was thinking about him, but my tenth pick is going to be. I'm sorry, Devin Booker. You did not make my top wow. ten. Kristaps Porzingis. I think um, what, like, obviously we got robbed of a lot with them NBA season being canceled. But one thing was Kristaps was really getting into form. And he had been out. For, he missed, like, basically two seasons with the injury. It was an ACL, correct? Yeah. And so it took him a little time to get back on court and get back into game shape and just into the flow of things. And you really st- started to see him pop. And the reason I'm including him on this list is because – if he can stay healthy, which the signs are pointing to that, hopefully, that pairing of him and Luka Doncic is going to be so deadly for the NBA. And watching Kristaps Porzingis play when he's on, he looks literally unstoppable. Because he pick the, and roll with the Doncic, pick and roll, and it's beautiful the way tomahawk. he can attack the dunk. But then also, you see him just take like a catch and shoot three with a guy in his face, and he just releases the ball so damn high. It's just incredible. Um, I think because of injury is why he has fell to where he is, obviously. But I think he has. There's a lot of value there. I guess if we were looking at, like, I think Kristaps has a very high ceiling if he can stay healthy. You seem to not be as. No, I am. I'm just thinking because right now I have Donovan Mitchell at ten, and I'm just trying. I might go Porzingis. You. Uh. I. I see. I I'm. I put Mitchell above Porzingis. Um, but I'm the last three, four spots have kind of been like so close. I'll, I could be swayed by anything. I I like Porzingis. I think. Um, if if you want my advice, I might go with Porzingis. Over. I think I'm gonna go with Porzingis. There's All a right. lot of good guards. All right. So let's recap it. I'll say mine, and then you can go with yours. I had. Hold on. Let me pull up my list. I have it right here. Um, I have Luca, Tatum. Zion, Carl Anthony Towns, Ben Simmons, John Morant, Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo, De'Aaron Fox, Kristaps Porzingis. All right, I have Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson, Carl Towns, John Morant, Ben Simmons, Bam Adebayo, Devin Booker, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and Kristaps Porzingis. I like late, that. Late switch to Porzingis. Mm-hmm. Um, so now let's swing into, let's talk about maybe what we would have thought would have had some hypotheticals for this NBA season. Um, so uh, we'll go through like a couple different things that could have happened. Um, the eighth seed in the West was something that was still being fought for between the Grizzlies had the upper hand, obviously, but the Kings as well as the Pelicans still had a shot. Um, and the Pelicans had a very easy remaining schedule. So that's why they were still considered, and the Kings have been playing well. Do you what do you think would have happened in that? Do you think the Grizzlies hold on? I do. I think the Grizzlies end up holding on. And even though a lot of people a lot of like the simulations choose like somehow the Pelicans to get in. Aren't they like four games back? Yeah. I thought there was a much better chance of the Kings getting in than the Pelicans getting in. How many games back are the Kings? The Kings were like two or three, I think. 
There were a, a game ahead There's of like the Pelicans. There's like 16 or 17 games have... left. I think it'd be a pretty big choke for Memphis not to get in. Yeah, I just – I De'Aaron Fox, like we were just talking about earlier, that dude, just the, when watching him at the end of Kings games when they win, he's just – I really like De'Aaron Fox. Um, so I agree, though, that I think Memphis would have hung on. Um, MVP, I believe, would have remained Giannis. Yeah. I don't think – It was tre- Unless Giannis was going to miss a bunch of games – it was trending towards LeBron a little bit. The momentum was definitely yeah. going LeBron before. But now it I stopped. think. But now they had a thing I saw, and it was like 58 out of 60 people voted Giannis. Yeah, so I think Giannis would have won MVP. And then so now when we get into, um, let's look at the playoffs and maybe some scenarios that we could have seen happening. Um, do you want to start in the Western or Eastern Conference? Um, let's go East. Okay, in the Eastern Conference, um I do not think the Bucks would lose in the first round, obviously, so you're going to see them get through. I would imagine that I, and this may not be completely correct based on the seeding because I'm going off memory, um, I think the, the matchups we probably would have gotten in the playoffs would have been Bucks, Heat, and then you have Celtics-Raptors in that second round. So the big takeaway from that being, I think the Sixers are going to lose in the first round because I think Ben Simmons' back injury, that's scary. And I just think that that team was trending downward, the way Al Horford was playing. And so I think that would have been a big storyline. Don't you think? Sixers getting bumped in the first round. Yeah. Now. Make a move. Yeah. Deal one of them. But now they might not, you know? Um, Do you agree with those four being who you think would come out in the East? I would pick those four. Are those the top four seeds? I'm pretty sure they were. Yeah. Those have been the four best teams all year, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Sixers beat anyone, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Um. And so, going into that Eastern Conference second round, I like the Celtics to beat the Raptors, um, even though the Raptors are... God, that would be such a great series. It would be such a great series. I hope we get the NBA back so bad. Um, And I just think that it would be a... I can just imagine a big coming out party for Jason Tatum. Him just going... Because I think what's going to happen is that I think, surprising to a lot of people, the the Heat are going to take the Bucks to six or seven games. They're just that way. They're, they have a great coach, Jimmy Butler. People forget how good he is. You need a closer. Jimmy Butler's a really damn good closer. We mentioned Bam Adebayo. Goran Dragic has been underrated as fuck this year. He's your, been great. Your guy, Tyler Hero. My my man, Tyler <laughs> Hero, and our boy Duncan Robinson shooting threes. I think that would have been a lot closer of a series than people thought. And I think what we would have had happen is the Celtics-Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals and I think it would – I don't think at the beginning of the series it would turn into this, but I think by the end it would be Tatum or Giannis. It's like it, it would be a duel between those two. And obviously going into the series, everyone's assuming, like, oh, Giannis will take over. And I'm not saying Jason Tatum is better than Giannis Antetokounmpo, but I'm just saying I think that we got robbed of a duel. In any given – he could I think, be. There could be a series where Tatum is better than Giannis. There could be. I mean, I don't especially think that's closing down the stretch, I just think – the Giannis Tatum rivalry. It sucks that we're probably getting robbed of it this year, but holy fuck, the next ten years of that, that is incredible. Because the thing with the Celtics, why, and I haven't made, I don't know who would win that Bucks Celtics series. To be honest, um, for the sake, I'll probably lean Bucks, but the combination of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum going forward in the future for the Celtics is maybe the biggest asset you can have just two wings like the obvious comparison that's kind of a bit like a bit too much is the Pippen Jordan 
having those two guys. Whoa. But but you see what I mean? Like pairing a like two Kawhi wing, and Paul George. Kawhi and Paul George. Um, so I like uh, I like the Celtics to make that a really good series against the Bucks. But I do think the Bucks would pull it out. Um, barely, and then I think the next year we have the Celtics coming in hot. What do you What do you make of all that? This is all hypotheticals again. Too. We're just we need something to talk about, folks. I think the Celtics would win. I'm gonna go on a hot take. I think the Celtics would make the NBA Finals. I see. I kind of was. I like that. I just like. Um, see what the Celtics would need to do to beat the Bucks is keep it close. You can't let Milwaukee just because they're the fastest team. If it's close it. in the fourth quarter, five I minutes like left, the Celtics. Celtics I've yeah, a lot better. But the thing is, is the Bucks have been with their pace and the amount of threes they shoot. They've been blowing teams out of the building, so that I hasn't hate, happened. I feel like I'm disrespecting the Bucks. They're like statistically like one of the best teams of all time in the regular season. Yeah, like, they're destroying but, teams. But they do. Ha- they're not invincible. They have a flaw, and that is close games at the end. Giannis hasn't fully developed into that killer closer. Big part of it is his lack of a jump shot, even though he has shown improvement in that this year. Still not not the most trustworthy thing. So you have the Celtics going to the finals. I like the hot take. I'm going to keep with the Bucks. Um, Western Conference. Let's go through that now. Um, one eight would be Lakers, Lakers. Memphis. Lakers take that out. Um, Denver is in two, or was it the Clippers in two? I think I'll look it up right now. Um, so I think the Thunder really like are like four or five now, right? Because the Jazz slipped up. Okay, I'm pulling it up. It is Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, Thunder. Thunder are five. And um, Rockets, six, Mavs, seven, Grizzlies, eight. Oh, we so, forgot to talk about the Blazers. The Blazers are only like a couple games behind the Grizzlies, too. And theoretically, if they were to come back, like Nurkic would be healthy. Yeah. That's weird. Um. Okay, so Lakers beat the Grizzlies. Clippers take care of the Mavs. Which will be a good series. That Clippers really fun to watch. will be a great series. I do think the Clippers take it, though. Um, Nuggets, Rockets. Nuggets, Rockets. I like the Nuggets a lot. I like Jokic to... I think, like, it's not an understatement. I think Jokic, like, even though he will have some defensive struggles against the Rockets, but I could see him going, like, 35, 15, and 10 every single game against the Rockets. They try and go, like, P.J. Tucker on him. Yeah, Jokic will eat them alive. Yeah. And especially when you have that much smaller of a defender on him, he's already a, one of maybe the best passer in the league. If you try and bring a double team at him, boom, dot. So I like the Nuggets um, real a lot there. Like, I think and maybe it could be, like, a statement, like, five games. Um, it'd be so I, fun to watch. Such contrasting like yeah, styles it'd be a of great play. Series. Um, and then so you talk about the four five. You have it as Jazz Thunder. Yep, I take. The I thunder. like the Thunder there a lot. I do too. Um, main reason is who's going to be the best player in that series is going to be Chris Paul. Yep, and, it is. Uh, it will be. And um, so yeah, moving on from there. So you have that sets up a Lakers Thunder and Clippers Denver. Correct. Yep. Lakers Clippers. That's what it's been from the start. The fact that we are getting robbed of this Lakers Clippers matchup this year in the Western Conference Finals is criminal. Don't I say been, it. It's going to happen. You I have been keep looking the faith. forward to that since like July when all this shit happened, like the trades. It was like, holy fuck, that Lakers Clippers. And then I see the Lakers winning that series and I see the Lakers winning it all. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um,. The one thing, like if you try to look on the bright side of all this, is if the playoffs don't happen and all this stuff, 
the Warriors are still technically reigning Western Conference champions. <laughs> Would we get our pick? We better get our pick. What if the season's like voided? How does that work? No, no, no. You, we get the pick. Good. Because that that fuck. Oh, Obi Toppin. Yeah, I want Obi Toppin. That would be great. <laughs> um, trying to think of anything else. Oh, I was looking at. Uh, I was thinking of maybe we can do this a week or so from now, or maybe in a couple days of a podcast segment where we basically put together the all-time teams of every NBA team. Oh yeah. And we talk about them because I was thinking today, like, so I thought. Just an example. I was thinking about the Clippers, and I was like, uh, "Like they're probably not that good or whatever." And then I was thinking about it, and all and this is true of like pretty much every team, like besides like the T Wolves, really. Like when you put together, like so the Clippers. If you were to put together the all-time team of the Clippers, you have Chris Paul at point guard, you have Paul George at two, Kawhi Leonard at three, Blake Griffin at four, Bill fucking Walton at five. That's an amazing team, and that's like the Clippers, who everyone kind of like forever has joked about how they haven't been very good. Obviously, when you go into Lakers, you're talking Magic Johnson, Kobe, LeBron, Kareem, Shaq, that's or something so like that. That's so insane. And then, like five of the top six but, players. But similarly, you could also do with the Warriors, you can go Curry, Thompson, Rick Barry, Kevin oh, yeah. Durant, Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, yeah, the Wilt. Yeah, every team is amazing. So I think that this will be a good... We could do simulation on 2K. Yeah, we teams. could do that. Um, we should we should set up a bracket, basically, of all the teams. And then we can do the 2K simulation of it, and then we'll also weigh in. And we'll do some sort of combined score who will turn out the winner or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I ch- anyone listening right now, it's really fun to think about. Like, so just think about a team, maybe it's your team, whatever, and put together that all-time starting lineup because it's – for a lot of teams, it's better than you think. Last example, the Portland Trailblazers, Joe Rinaldi, Damian Lillard, Clyde the Glide Drexler. You have at um, four, you have Rashid fucking Wallace and LaMarcus Aldridge can play those four and five. No, you have Bill Walton who can play center with Rashid Wallace at four. And then your three, I think I'm spacing on who... Fl- Portland's had a good three guard. You could just move Clyde the Glide to three. Or Brandon Roy. Or two. Brandon Roy at two. Oh, Brandon oh. Roy. In Put terms Clyde of just three. when he was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that sucks that we didn't get to see full Brandon Roy. Um, really, I like that exercise, though. So we might play with something like that. Um, any ideas anyone has of what to talk about, please let me know. Because I'm just watching NBA TV on loop right now. Michael Jordan just won the All-Star Game MVP. Good for him. 1988. Great All-Star Game. Um, a little preview, though. Something we're going to be doing, um, probably a recording around this Sunday for next week on the pod, though, is we're going to put together a committee, and we're going to have three to four or five teams, and we're going to draft all the players. Like, we're going to draft our teams. So, basically, like, it's a draft with every player in NBA history in it, and you're trying to make the best team. Um, TNT with, like, Chuck and Ernie, they did this, like, 12 years ago at one of the All-Star games. Charles Barkley took Allen fucking Iverson with the number one pick. (laughs) It was so funny. Um, But I really, I thought it was fun to do. So we're going to get a collection of people on the line and do something like that. Um, Thank you so much for listening to the Pineapple Couch. Uh, Hope everyone's doing well, staying indoors, loving their family. Johnny, our resident NBA insider, thank you so much for your time. And yeah, this is the Pineapple Couch. Love you.
Thank you.